Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash profaneargument, or click the Audible link on our website, profaneargument.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPad, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, November 14th, 2017. My name is Ray, and along with me are... Hi, I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. This week on the show, we will be talking about... Well, I'm going to end it with... Trump's religious advisor, who is way more involved than I suspected. But first, we had an article posted on our Facebook page... Facebook.com slash ProfaneArg from one of our listeners, and it is very close to home, Johnstown, Pennsylvania. It is basically a reporter. My understanding is the reporter went out not long after the uh, the election and talked to uh, the election on, in 2016 when Trump won, talked to a bunch of different people, Trump supporters, and then recently went back and talked to the same people and wanted to get a uh update basically just a reading on where everybody was like how they felt how many people that trump had lost in the last year and um it's it's a pretty long article but there are some things in it that are just amazing (laughs) how many people he has lost in johnstown pretty much nobody yeah Everybody who voted for Trump is still very much in the uh, bandwagon, at least everybody that he spoke to. And they, their logic is so confounding. Mm-hmm. It, it's, worth a, it's worth a read. It's worth looking at. They have statements in here about how Trump is going to be, he, he's the guy I voted for because he's going to change things. He's going to take on the government. And then they're asked specifically, like, what's going on? And they're like, well, Johnstown, it's... Really bad opioid crisis. A mm. uh, lot of people dying, overdoses, and the numbers of overdoses is just really, really scary. And uh, they're asked, has Trump done anything? And they're like, well, not yet, but that's not his fault. Mm. Congress. He said that he was going to get rid of uh, Obamacare. Well, that's not his fault that he hasn't done that either. It's, yeah, it's completely Congress's fault. So everything that he said that he would do... They basically say, well, it's not his fault that he hasn't done it yet. When he said he would bring the steel mills back to Johnstown, they asked, they were asked about that, and their response was, well, I don't think every, anybody ever thought that the steel mills were actually going to open. Like, we never thought that that was going to, to take place. And then they're asked, well, why do you like Trump? And it's, well, because he does what he says. <laughs> I mean, you know, one, one sentence later, they say things like this. It's amazing. I don't believe it's any com- of these people. <laughs> I, I really think that it's t- a little too raw and fresh to be asking people that question right now. And that even if they do watch what's going on and they'd be like, oh, I've made a horrible mistake, they're not going to admit it out not loud yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, out of all, and again, these are also might be a ton of people who just aren't informed as to what's going on. To that point, um, the reporter, what well, it's like, uh, the one guy was, you know, speaking up Trump and speaking down Obama. It's not like he sleeps in till noon and goes golfing every week, and the last president did. The, the <laughs> reporter then steps in and says, oh, "Well, Rob, yeah, he liked to golf, but Trump, in fact, does golf a lot more. In fact, and uh, this guy was surprised to hear it and said, "Does he?" 
And the reporter said, yes. Didn't linger on the topic, smiled and changed the subject. And yeah, said, his response was, well, if I was married to his wife, I don't think I'd go anyway. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Melania Trump response. is not good looking. <laughs> She's, yeah, plastic looking. But, you know, to that point, that was the genius of the Trump campaign. The campaign, not Trump. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> is that they got people to vote and then completely tune out to what's going on. Yeah, completely tune out. The one quote that they had was the guy said, the thing on the bus, Billy, Billy Bud, Billy Bob, oh, Billy Bush. Like, he couldn't even remember yeah. the, his name. And what he said about that was, well, you know, Trump's only male. He's he's a human male. I'm glad he wasn't saying, I like little boys, you know, so he's not perfect. <laughs> that That's how he wrote it off. Well, it wasn't, you know, he wasn't going after little boys, so it's okay. <laughs> now, if you excuse me, I have to go beat my wife. I'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> As long as you're a heterosexual predator, that's okay. <laughs> that's how Roy Moore's getting off on this. Yeah. Oh, God. Get to him later. <laughs> and just to wrap it back into religion again, I, I like this quote. Not even Trump, though, can stop what's coming, Mr. Del Senor suggests. He's being being interviewed. Just looking around, putting two and two together, a little bit of business savvy, a little bit of street savvy, a little common sense, a little bit of education. He kind of deduct different things, he told me. I think we're going to see the end of the world in our generation. <laughs> Is he trying to speed up the process by voting for Trump? Yes, because Obama was the Antichrist. So possibly Trump is the savior? See, this, this is this why is this is part of the conversation. Right. This this is why this article doesn't really affect me that much. He yeah. went out and asked, I'm sorry to Johnstown, rubes and morons and just, you know, backwoods people. And they don't – I mean, to, for them to think that Obama was the Antichrist, I'm worried what these people think. <laughs> like this does not represent the country. Unfortunately, clearly their, vote, clearly their vote counts just as much as yours, if uh, not more I don't so. believe that for one second. I'm at least a person <laughs> and a half. <laughs> but it does answer a question that I've had a lot is, who the fuck are the 34%? Like, mm. they keep saying that Trump's polling is really low. It's 34%. I'm like, it's, it's high. How does he get 34%? And this is how. Yes. Because 34% of the people being polled are, I mean, this explains it. They have a complete mental disconnect that they voted for this guy, so they can't say anything bad about him. Mm -hmm. They can't hear anything bad about him. They even, several of them admit that they just watch Fox News. Yep. Because everybody else is obviously lying because they're saying bad things about Trump. The thing that, that boggles me more is not so much the uninformed voter, is the informed voter that that backs Trump. Yeah. Like, well, I have these weird pockets of friends who actually do pay attention and somehow still manage to twist whatever shit is going on in his favor. Talking about Uranium One or when oh, uh, Sarah Sanders gave her ridiculous tax math equation. <laughs> yeah. And, like, a friend of mine who I know is a borderline fucking genius was like, bitch nailed it. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Suck it, libtards. <laughs> Oh, my God. The, the article, that I don't understand. No. But again, most of these people that – and I hate to say this because I know Ray's military. But most of these people that I see, the, the the more intelligent ones that will back them, they always have some kind of military backing or someone in their – like they're married to somebody in the military. Hmm. That's that's something that I think is very uh, – an, an odd offshoot of the military as well. It does instill in you this – idea of nationalism that trump is playing on not patriotism but nationalism mm. yeah but it's funny I they never back military a democrat. people fall for that <laughs> sorry what was that they never back democrats though these military people i know ever 
no. Well, Democrats typically work for peace and, and not increasing the size of the military. So oh, I, I understand that. I mean, that's yeah. the that's the uh, the rhetoric. But mm. how many drone strikes did Obama do? Tons. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> how many immigrants did Obama deport? A lot. Millions. <laughs> I don't I, get it. it. The, the article is worth you know, reading and the very last part of it kind of summed it up for me. I got all the way to the end and they there's an amazing section in the very end where they're talking about um, the football players kneeling. Yeah, they oh, no. they didn't yeah. have any anything bad to say about Trump, but they said that the thing that really irritates me to no end is this NFL shit. I'm about ready to go over the top with this shit. Well, we do not watch NFL now. We banned them. We don't watch it. And take, then the take wife. That NFL. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. <laughs> the wife prodded him and said, "Tell him, tell him what you said the NFL is." And the guy's like, "I don't remember saying that." Yeah. And the wife says, "You're the one that told me, liar." <laughs> and eventually, she goaded him into saying it. NFL stands for niggers for life. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Pennsylvania is this, a fucked up state. <laughs> yeah. He said this to a reporter. Yeah. I I just. Wow. On a side note, did you hear about how the people who were going to boycott the NFL on Veterans Day and not go to the games, and it turns out they had a spike in attendance as opposed yeah. to a decrease? Yeah. <laughs> well, so that, keep, is, that is the, what is the one good thing that I, I keep seeing. I mean, you know, people are starting to fight by. People are becoming more engaged in the process, and they're filling the gaps that the, where the idiots fall out, which is – I'm okay with that. Have you seen the videos of people destroying their Kerrig coffee machines because of Sean Kerrigs. Hannity? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, the guy sneaks up on it, and he's like, what do we got here, piece of <laughs> shit? And then he bangs it with, like, a baseball bat. <laughs> people destroying their own coffee machines. <laughs> yeah, went out and bought it first. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, your boycotts mean shit. <laughs> yeah. And if you think that the NFL stands for niggers for life, then don't watch. <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing because prior to him saying that, he was asked about the kneeling and the reporter asked, you're not a fan of equality. And he said, all my ancestors, Italian, 100% Italian, the Irish, the Germans, the Polish, whatever, they came over here, settled this place. They worked hard and earned respect. And mm. uh, the NFL players just want it handed to them. Yeah. <laughs> this so wait, he, he led with 100% Italian, named every other race. <laughs> right. White race. White race. Right. right. And then said that the white man built this country and the NFL players just showed up one day asking for respect. <laughs> We're here to play yeah. football and take all your shit. <laughs> yeah. There are some pockets of this state that are completely backwards. Yes. Yeah. Yes, there are. I <laughs> live in one of them. And somehow we still voted in a gay mayor. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for racism, you don't have to go any farther. Unbelievable. The uh, all right, go ahead again. I mean, it's a it's a horrible article in the sense that there's people out there so misinformed or so backwards or so racist. But again, we it's I I feel maybe just I'm riding high after last week that things are a little better than I thought. Yes. The the dumbest voices tend to be the loudest around here, at least where I live. And uh, I was able to ignore that and have a pleasant week. So the article <laughs> didn't affect me that much. Enjoy, enjoy it, Johnston. I'm sure you'll do great in the next three years. I'm sure things that you'll be living on the city on the top of the fucking mountain. Remember, the, well, this is this is the Johnstown that was been flooded, you know, massively three times. So God loves you. 
Yes. Obviously. I keep trying to drown you. (laughs) Also, within Pennsylvania, I wanted to follow up on this. We talked about the uh, Christian Seal over in Lehigh County, Pennsylvania. The judge had given them a few weeks. He gave the city commissioners some time (laughs) to defend the Christian cross being on the symbol. And apparently they have completely failed to do so. They didn't even file anything. (laughs) So the time has expired and the judge ruled it's now official. The seal must be gone uh, within 180 days, specifically the cross on the seal. Sure. Now, they are still expected and they they voted to appeal, which apparently they still can, even though the judge gave them time. Now, why did the judge give them so much time? Well... He included in his ruling that the inclusion of the cross lacked a secular purpose. A reasonable observer would perceive the seal as endorsing Christianity. However, he also said that he didn't want to rule in favor of the Freedom From Religious Foundation because he doesn't believe they were trying to promote Christianity. They put a cross on their seal. Yes, they... (laughs) Anyway. How old is that that cross? Or how old is that seal, I mean? I know the cross is pretty old. No. Uh, I don't remember. They had it in the previous article. I don't remember how old it was, but fairly old. Goes a little ways back. Not like founding of the country or anything. Oh, okay. But so I'm wondering if the county commissioners decided that they couldn't win with this judge, so they'd let him rule and then appeal, trying to find you know, the next judge up who who would be more yeah, Christian. I mean, it depends on how you appeal. A lot of appeals will go back to the same judge. So True. I'm not really sure. Mm. But I don't know. We'll we'll keep an eye on it because I'm sure they will appeal. Oh. Or maybe they'll just come to their senses and not waste taxpayers' dollars. I know. Just every time we do this show, we're talking about people wasting time and money for yeah. dumb shit. But they already voted. Really, they already voted a couple of weeks ago to appeal the decision. Right. But then now they actually have to take action and find out, you know, find a way to appeal. Mm. Really, all they have to do is just remove the cross from the center of the seal. The rest of the seal is fine. Yeah, it's true. Make those other two little things a little bit bigger, you'd be good to go. But yeah. I imagine that costs money, too. you got to make all new seals, or is there just one seal? No, they would. It, I'm sure it's used many different places. Usually they yeah. use it for, like, the, the three-dimensional stamp things they put on legal paperwork. So, yeah, th- there will be a cost associated, but maybe you shouldn't have put a cross on it. And I don't think the uh, FFRF are going to stop anytime soon, no. even if you do appeal. So Now, they only got a dollar in damages, but... So since the FFRF sure, and the plaintiffs... but that's all, they, that's all they were trying to do was get the cross removed. Right. So they weren't really going for damages there. No. <laughs> Another follow-up, and we already touched on this a little bit, more on Roy, Roy Moore. Uh, Long-time friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> since we got together, a lot's happened. Mm. Uh, um, who who, who would have guessed he was a sexual predator? <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's got... Uh, a total of five, four originally, and then a fifth one just joined in. Five women who uh, said that he, well, sexual advances, I guess, would cover most of what his misconduct I don't is. know. There was the one where he took the girl's clothes off, or he took his clothes off and forced her to touch him and stuff, and he was touching her. Now, if you had done that with a 20, if, she, if he had done that with a 20-year-old girl, those actions, I don't think, would have been sexual assault. I don't think. But since she was 14, Wait, it was problematic. Well, he, he didn't hold her down and tear her clothes off. I well, the fifth one, he she well, claims that, that he grabbed that, her by the, the neck, yeah. That one was different, yeah. This 14-year-old girl, I, I don't there, – there was no implication of um, violence in that one. She was just 14. <laughs> mm. There's so many things about this Roy Moore thing that are insane. He pulled a total Sandusky 
on Sean yes. Hannity's radio show, which was amazing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that was exactly where I was going to go next. The idea that when somebody asks you, do you pursue teenage girls? And your answer is, well, never without their mother's permission. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's a problem. A did you hear, too, that they found out that he got banned from the mall? Yes. For, for harassing teenage girls too much? They had to ban him when he was in his 30s? <laughs> That's sad, but it's good. <laughs> so I completely believe that none of this happened and they're just making it up. Absolutely. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. There's physical evidence. <laughs> oh, my God. The fifth one. with He signed her high school yearbook. Her high school yearbook. It's amazing. And it, yeah, it's, he said she was like a very pretty girl in it or something yeah, like that. From the prettiest girl, <laughs> Roy Moore, district attorney, you know, DA, oh my, with the place <laughs> that they met. Oh, my God. What adults... 30-year adult signs a, a high school yearbook. Don't well, it was you worry. <laughs> His wife is about to produce evidence proving they were all paid. <laughs> oh, I saw her evidence. <laughs> she just came out and said, Roy's a good guy. He didn't do it. <laughs> that was her evidence. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. And the, some of the best part about this is the defense of him by other Republicans. Oh, that it, was the best. <laughs> well, you know, Joseph was a, a young man and, and Mary was in her teens and they produced Jesus. So it can't be all wrong. <laughs> that was the Alabama comptroller. So. Yeah. That dude was awesome. So, and By the way, if you follow your own book, it wasn't them that had Jesus. <laughs> it was your God that hit on the teenager. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, too, a lot of uh, high-ranking Republicans, mostly in the, in the Senate, have come out and said Roy Moore should just drop out. Yeah. Uh, Mitch McConnell did. And almost everybody. The only people defending him are some, uh, like, a lot of wackos down in Alabama. And then I think there's, like, one, like, Texas guy senator who's like, no, Roy Moore's going to vote the way we want him to. I'm voting for him. <laughs> so they will definitely – they'd rather have a pedophile than a Democrat in the in the thing. And this, there's, there's two points of this that just drive me nuts. Because before last Tuesday, which I kind of wish we had done a show mm. because of all the uh, excitement and winning going around, <laughs> it was when asked about Roy Moore, well, if it's true, it's a bad thing and he should drop out, right? Mm -hmm. And then after Tuesday, it was, no, Roy Moore should get the fuck out because <laughs> now they saw acting like Trump doesn't necessarily guarantee you a win. Oh, right. That works for Trump, not for everybody else. But I still have a feeling – that the party of family values is going to vote this shit bag in. They're now, gonna try. At least in Alabama. Yeah. I, like you said earlier off the mic, I didn't know this either till just now that the Senate could just be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't you know what the rules come. are. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like 60, they have to get two thirds vote. It's like 60, 60 votes in order to not get them in. Oh, so it's like so, a senatorial impeachment kind of thing. Kind of, okay. yeah. But on top of this, you know, uh, Doug Jones, the Democrat running against him, who was trailing like by like seven or eight points, is now, I think, like down by one point. Yeah. The polls over the weekend, the polls that I saw of Sunday, he was up by four points. Oh, shit. That's awesome. I didn't even know that. It'll depend. No. Yeah. Now, the, yeah, it was an individual poll. So, you know, it, there's there's a good margin of error. I think the margin of error was actually 4%. <laughs> right. so, so they're neck and neck. Yeah. They're, they're pretty dead even at this point. I well, would, they're I saying, would say. too, with the fact that at least Doug Jones has definitely moved up in the polls and the fact that people yes. might write in Luther Strange would give Doug Jones a win. I'm not counting my chickens before they're hatched, but yeah. uh, that would be even, awesome. 
I don't even think they're starting to incubate yet, so I'm not going to get that <laughs> excited. But, I mean, one, it bums me out that all these uh, Republicans that are speaking out against Roy Moore, they're only speaking out against him because they will know Strange will do a better job towing the line. Mm. Yeah, true. Like, they don't they don't care. And that's the other part. The, the other part, I know it's Alabama, but it still bumps me out that they're going to the polls and going, eh, pedophile rapist <laughs> or a Democrat. This is a toughie. This is a real toughie. I just don't know which way to vote. And I'm like, you guys are monsters. They are. You're a state of monsters. <laughs> well, no, it's just, I mean, it's not about, I mean, listen, politics in America, I, I don't know when it stopped, but it is definitely not about representing the people anymore. It really is. It is about the donors and getting the votes. I mean, there is even Republican donors coming out and saying, I'm going to cut off the, the spigot. If, the, if you don't get these taxes done for me. Mm. I mean, just straight out saying on like MSNBC, yeah, I bribe officials with donations and they have to do what I say. And mm-hmm. like no one's going like, you know, that's completely against everything we stand for. <laughs> so for that very <laughs> fact, they will. They, and I'm telling you, if Tuesday didn't happen, if, if Democrats didn't win in Virginia and New Jersey and, and all those down ballot things in Virginia, these fuckers would be backing this pedophile. <laughs> Yeah, I heard it. I, I agree with that completely. So I heard an interesting uh, theory that somehow um, the the Republicans are trying to figure out how to get Jeff Sessions back in that seat because they're pretty sure that Trump is going to ask him to step down at some point soon when Mueller starts ramping up and heading towards his kids. <laughs> so they're like, well, if we get you know if we can get uh, Roy Moore elected and then kick him out and then somebody will have to uh, be appointed and we can appoint Sessions and <laughs> it'll all go back to normal. <laughs> That's yeah. a theory. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> absolutely crazy. Uh, yeah. Along with that, I wanted to get a couple numbers before we move off of this. The one uh, the one poll found that 37% of evangelicals in Alabama said that they would be more likely to vote for Roy Moore after the allegations have come out. Wait, wait what? Oh, evangelicals yeah. in Alabama, 37% of them, more than way more than a third... They're more likely to vote for him now that the allegations come out. And the reason is they think the allegations are completely made up by, I don't know, probably Hillary Mm. just to attack him. (laughs) So they're showing their support. By voting for him. Yep. Mm. But you know the real reason why? Mm -hmm. Because Roy Moore hates the same brown people and gay people that they hate. I thought they were like, hey, I like banging kids. This Roy Moore seems like he's for me. (laughs) Well, you know, what is it? My boss told me today. Politics is all about religion, guns, and taxes, I think, was the, th- was the third one he said, and he's right. It comes down to, you know, three basic fundamental things. If he's the same religion as you, you know, pick your three sins, if you like. I don't know. You know if it's if For some people, it's, you know, guns and religion. For some, it's taxes and guns, whatever. But those are the three fundamental things that if, if you agree with them on at least one, two of those, then you're going to vote for that person. I would, yeah, I would say that's true for conservative voters. Yeah. Not for the, not for the representatives. The representatives, it's the money. Yes. They could give a fuck about the guns. <laughs> if anything, they don't want these people, <laughs> but they know it's a sticking point to get votes, so. Right, and the NRA yeah. gives them a lot of money, so. Ugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, I'm going to move on to uh, international news. I don't know. I don't know that I know all about this, but uh, first in Saudi Arabia, Prince Mohammed bin Salman, 32 year old Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, is uh, literally rounding up the opposition. He has yeah. arrested. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> really, 
arrested 11 other princes and dozens of officials and businessmen who don't agree with him, basically. Mm. Now, there's a shit ton of princes. So 11 is not a big percentage, surprisingly. But but they are princes, which mean they supposedly hold power. So the idea that he's having them arrested on anti-corruption drives, <laughs> it's, it's big news. It's it kind yeah. of a, a little coup going on there. Isn't he screwing around with the clergy, too? Like, they don't like him either? Well, yeah, he, 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 they're the, him and his father are the same ones, and they're working together, are the ones that gave women the right to drive. Not yet, but soon. I mean, yeah, they, you think they he's are, just trying to consolidate power, or is he actually trying to make some changes? I, I think they recognize and understand that the future of their country is imperiled if they don't get off of oil as their only domestic product. Mm. So and in order, in order to have that, you must be more modern. So oil gave them the ultimate power to do whatever the fuck they wanted. They don't have that power anymore. They've got to align with the rest of the world. Well, they still have that power. It's just starting to wane a little bit, I think. And they can see the future. They know that it's going to go away. Yeah. So now I'm not giving these guys any slack, but I think a lot of it is just a power grab. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's 100% a power grab. (laughs) And uh, the idea that he's giving women privileges, I mean, so far these privileges are driving a car and ability to go to a sporting event. (laughs) They still have to be fully covered while doing both. Mm. And uh, they have their own section in the sporting event. It's uh, yeah, you got to start somewhere. Baby steps. These aren't grand steps, <laughs> no. is all I'm saying. Agreed. They're, they're movement. You know, they're progressing. But you know, if much. we banned guns in this country, just couldn't do it. Like tomorrow, all guns are illegal. Right. You know, start, start. rounding them up. Do it slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 interesting because the more progressive people are are the the ones that are doing this, but it's still shady as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> It really is. And a lot of people who are completely against him are against him because of the increased violence that Saudi Arabia has been perpetrating, like in Yemen. Mm. But again, I, I'm, I'm a little torn on this because the violence that they are, are doing is against the Houthis. And the Houthis are all about death to America. If they have not been declared a terrorist organization already, they, they probably should be. Mm. I think they're right behind Black Lives Matter. Yeah. <laughs> their uh their slogan it's like a five-part slogan but it's allah is the greatest death to america death to israel uh islam will rule the world like that's their motto um <laughs> it's pretty direct <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, they do not mince words <laughs> so uh the, the the fact that he's using the army to attack them eh, i'm okay with that i think <laughs> it's very interesting it's, it's worth following from a distance yeah yeah, yeah. Definitely something that I think we, i.e. America, needs to keep our eye on. Mm. But uh, I didn't get all the details on this, so I don't know that I'm going to have much to say. But apparently, oh. in in Poland, in Warsaw, uh, this last week, there was a nationalist march in Warsaw of 60,000 nationalists carrying torches. They're not really doing the Nazi thing, but... They're kind of doing the Nazi thing and, in a march uh, through Warsaw. You would, you would, in Warsaw, you would think the Poles yeah. would be, you know, a little ahead of this curve. <laughs> right, not into this jam at all. Yeah. Wow. 
Now, we're well, what are they standing Polish? for? Like, what is their platform? They were so as they marched, they chanted things like "Pure Poland, White Poland." Mm-hmm. Well, here we go. Uh, <laughs> refugees get out, and they carried a large banner that read "Pray for Islamic Holocaust." Wow. So, uh, yeah, they're pretty much the. <laughs> hey, so we know where that thirty-three percent of Americans can go move. There you go. Yeah. I feel like this is a. How many Polacks does it take to not get invaded by the Nazis the second time? <laughs> well, I'm wondering. More than 60,000. I mean, how many of these people were actually Polish citizens? Or did they, did people, you know, come from all over? They came from all over. Okay. Um, I don't have the details in front of me, but I do remember hearing that it, it was something like 20 different countries people flew in to participate. And this was during the celebration of the Independence Day, the Polish Independence Day. Uh, Interior Minister, I'm not even going to try and pronounce this guy's <laughs> name, uh, said, It was a beautiful sight. We are proud that so many Poles have decided to take part in celebrating their connection to the Independence Day holiday. Wow. <laughs> what, a, what a way to spin it. Yeah, what a way to yeah. read it. <laughs> did, did this did it this occur? I, again, I know you don't have a ton of details. Did this occur at night or in the middle of the night? No, uh, during no the, it, during the day. It started, night. Yeah, okay. It started like, in what's the with afternoon. torches? Yeah, is that in <laughs> case you get attacked by Frankenstein's monster on the way to the march? <laughs> like, why is the, why are these on an upswing? Scare well, tactic. In this particular case, yeah, they were throwing red smoke bombs and with and torches. So the picture that's on the website is this red glow. It's really powerful image, and that I think is what they were aiming. So they're for. going for like the old timey like pitchforks and torches, like angry mob. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's classic. I guess. I guess yeah. you can't argue with a classic. <laughs> so it's not just this country where the the the, the right hand, the crazy right racists are right. feeling emboldened. Oh no, right. <laughs> Do you think, like, when we look at shit like this or shit that went down in Charlottesville, that is the same way the right looks at, like, the Woman's March? Hmm. <laughs> like, like, can you believe this craziness that's going on? <laughs> They're so inclusive. How awful. <laughs> I know. It just, it's, I mean, it's the same reason why I was having this conversation over the weekend of why, why there's not many conservative comedians and why most comedians are liberal because conservative comedy is punching down. And yes. liberal comedy is punching up. So, like, the Woman's March was all about – well, it really wasn't punching anywhere. No. It was just – yeah, it was all inclusiveness and this and that. And everybody else is like, fucking white people are coming back, baby. You know? Like, <laughs> it's like – and, like, some people are like, hey, that's great. That's awesome. That's a great thing to happen. And I'm like, that scares the living shit out of me. Yeah. I just want to know if when they see the Woman's March, do they feel like that's scary? Well, I think it, it, com- it comes, you know, circling back into re- religion again, because the Women's March was was inclusive. It was empowerment of women. And it was very inclusive of LGBT community as well. That was a large part of it. And the religious community is not down with that at all. Right. They don't want them right. to they have They see rights. it as, as their quote-unquote destruction of family values. Yeah. Embracing these sinful lifestyles. The so, crumbling uh, of the foundation of America. Seriously. The crumbling of family <laughs> value. Yeah, all of that. They It was embodied in the Women's March. So they don't use the same language and they don't see the same you know, threatening behavior out of it, but it threatens their way of life. Yes. Mm. Okay. I just want to know if they had the same pit of despair in their stomach like when I see <laughs> shit like this. <laughs> I, uh, me, I don't see how. I mean, no. I kind of, I get what you're saying, but I just, I can't get to that mindset, which I guess is a good thing. Yeah. I, you know what? You're probably right, though, that they don't, because it's more of like 
you know, we talk about these things. We're like, oh, God, this is, you know, fucking horrible. How could these people think this way? And when they talk about, like, the women's march, they're like, fucking dopey women. You're so <laughs> stupid. Look at these people wearing pussy hats, you know. Get back in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they see it the same way. No, they don't feel threatened by it. Well, they don't feel personally threatened by it. They feel society, society is threatened by it. That's their take on it. It, it. it You know, it moves the country forward, not backwards. And they're much more comfortable going backwards. Sure. I don't get it, but... Mm. All right, I'm going to move on to state news. Uh, over in Massachusetts, there is a woman who is a French national. She has been living in the U.S. since 2000 on a green card, and she is trying to seek citizenship in Massachusetts. So she did this before, and there was a Supreme Court case in 2004. Uh, what she's doing is she does not want to say, so help me God, in the citizen's oath. And she is making an argument that she shouldn't have to say it, that admitting under God, the pled, the oath is just fine. Um, so it shouldn't be a requirement. It makes her feel as though she's not really being included in the country because she doesn't believe in God. So she's saying this oath and she's not totally being honest if she says under God and it makes her feel not included. Hmm. Um, so that's the argument that they are, that they are running with. Her lawyer, Michael Newdow, unfortunately has lost several national lawsuits when he tried to get under God admitted from the Pledge of Allegiance. And there was another one that he did. I don't remember what it was. Oh, tried to get uh, In God We Trust removed from the money. Mm, that's, so that's a big she, ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. I don't think that that's a negative for her. I think he's just one of the guys who is going to regularly run with this sort of an argument. Sure. But uh, I wish her luck. Mm. I think they have a reasonable standing, and uh, I think it would be a good, good thing to have that removed from the from the the oath. Because you have, I mean, I, and here's the mentality that I don't get again: the Republicans are so scared of having having Muslims immigrate to the country, but when mm. they take the oath, they have to swear under God. Well, but I Muslims don't know is the why you God. would want that. <laughs> well, it is, but. <laughs> They're they're scared because they're Muslim, and yet you're having them take an oath to their God. I don't. Mm. It, I it don't understand backwards. why it even has to go this far. Can't she just say, "Can I not say that part?" And there you go. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> like, why is this a fucking thing? Because she wants to make the point and get it taken out. I understand that, but she's. But I mean, do you th at first do you think she was like, "Hey, can I not say this part?" And they're like, "No, you have to say this." Well, the thing is that th th you don't do this one on one. You do it in a crowd. You right. just, I, I just didn't say it. It was quite simple. So, <laughs> so supposedly in 2009, she was offered the chance to participate in a private citizenship ceremony that would allow her to omit the last four words. Ooh, that's weird. And she declined because she wanted to be included with everyone else who is becoming a citizen. You just don't say those words. Are they going to stop the ceremony and say, well, you got to say them? Uh -uh -uh. <laughs> so as of right now, she's still not a citizen because she won't do this part? Right. Correct. I feel she could have taken her personal one or done it in the group like Karen said and not say it and then fight this matter once she was a citizen. Yeah, but then she wouldn't. Just no standing. Being able to sit on her high horse. Mm -hmm. Well, no, she could say, I went into a private, I had to go into a private room and omit it myself. I couldn't be a part with everybody else. I mean, it's just, a. I mean, I understand what she's doing and why, mm. but, you know, if they're saying, well, we're holding up the citizenships, like, well, no, you had an opportunity. You could have done it your way and, fought, and still fought this fight. 
So no, she's fighting I, the greater not, fight. I'm not sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I, I think it might also give a judge a way of uh, an out by saying, "Well, you're no longer you're a citizen now, so it's no longer affecting you." So I'm going to dismiss you. Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Because they tried to do that with the uh, the uh, commandments in front of the one high school. The girl filed lawsuit when she was a junior or senior, and it's been years, so now she's in college. And one judge said, well, it's no longer affecting you, so I'm dropping the suit. <laughs> well, that's it, not her fault. It should be from the time that you filed it. <laughs> yeah, it should be. And and that didn't that didn't go over, but uh, it just I can understand the argument. You may be correct that she's just really trying to make a point, but in any case, I'm still I, even if she is, I'm still behind her. Sure, I, it, it is still a fight worth fighting. Um, I think she oh, I'm not saying argument. that it's not. I didn't mm. know if she was complaining like I'm being held up because of this. You know, no, she's holding herself up to make. She's a point. holding. Yeah, she's holding her ground. It's a different yeah. thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I support her. It's a it's um, a fight worth fighting. So. Over in California, this guy made the news in the atheist circles, Jared Huffman. Hey, here's a Jared. You could be happy that he's named Jared. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Wait till it comes out that he's a a kid toucher. (laughs) Well, okay, for right now, you can be happy. Okay. Uh, He he is a congressman from California. He has, since he's been elected, declined to answer questions about his religious beliefs. He would just say, it's none of your business. Point blank. Hmm. He would uh, not fill out the that section of the form. So when you would look him up online, religion, it would just, it wouldn't have anything. Hmm. None listed. So it was just this last couple weeks that he said, I don't believe in religious tests. I don't believe religion is all that important to the people I represent. And I think there's too much religion in politics. Hmm. For those reasons, I feel good about not even answering the question. But then when the Muslim ban came out, he said that he sees religion in a negative, uh, wielded in a negative way. Trump does it all the time. And he has since declared himself a humanist. Hmm. Wow. Meaning that it's a, a humanism, a loose philosophy based on the idea that humans should work together to improve society and live ethically. Socialist. So, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't declare himself an atheist or an agnostic, but a humanist, and which basically says, "I'm not a member of any of any religious organization." It's a start. <laughs> Does it? Is it him? There's a thing in here that says that I'm I'm an atheist, but I had to walk away from the toxic side of online atheism. I don't know if that was just a link in the middle of this article, though. Probably B or A. It was not him. It was a link in the middle of the article. Yeah, it's just a link. Okay. I I believe that statement though. Online atheism is horrible. It yeah. can be. Yes. Oh, what a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I had to leave an atheist group just because of the. Uh, self-righteousness and the uh the clickiness of oh my god it was horrible well just like they're human beings and they're they get stupid in groups just like a lot of other people i mean they're no more stupid than you know your your diehard you know uh, college football fan that every home game they're there and they've got all their stuff on and they wear religiously the same shirt because they won last time and just stop Grow up. So in the in the article, I wanted to mention that uh, this guy appeared on the Colbert Report back in 2014, and uh, he Colbert Colbert. And this again, this was when Colbert was doing his his Republican mm. act. Uh, he said, "Unspecified, come on, grow up, pair. What is it? Are you an atheist?" And the guy said, "I don't know." And he said, "Agnostic, then?" And his response was, "Perhaps." And Colbert. <laughs> Proceeded to pick up a pen and say, I'll just put you down for heathen slash hellbound. 
<laughs> uh, anyway, I think this guy has a uh, has a good outlook on things, and he's probably an outright atheist and just avoiding the stigma that goes along with it. Sure, I mean humanist people go, oh, that's that's not that's not as bad. It's that's exactly not a- the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> so the next thing that I have. It's. It, I put it under national news, but I'm not really sure it's on national news. So on Quora.com, there is an article about why it's an argument. It's actually from a liberal, but the title is, Why do I have a hard time understanding liberal, liberal arguments on a lot of issues? And it's kind of taking a look at, like, from a Republican, from a, from a conservative perspective, and trying to understand the liberal perspective. Hmm. It's a very interesting article. It's not it's not too overly long, but it's a it's kind of it goes into the mindset of what what it takes to get into a conservative mindset from a liberal perspective. It's really hard to describe. I don't know if any of you got a chance to read it. Well, I like the um, glancing at it now, but I, I like the the statements. Like, well, I mean, Republicans are for longer prison terms. Harder prison terms should deter criminals. They would deter me, but they don't. Making drugs illegal should stop drug use, but it doesn't. Killing terrorists should top ter- stop terrorists, but it doesn't. It's it's taking, you know, I think the simplistic arguments of Republicans and saying, but those things don't work. I mean, giving tax cuts to the rich should trickle down, but it doesn't. <laughs> That's moronic, though. I don't know how anybody could believe that, <laughs> given the fact that we've tried it and it didn't work twice. <laughs> But but just off the top of your head, it, it makes sense. It, it, it's the simplistic. No, actually, argument. to me, actually, it, I know it never doesn't. like it never makes before sense. Before I ever like got into like thinking about this stuff, like I was like, wait a minute, something this just doesn't seem right. Right? Why why would giving a billionaire who doesn't actually do anything a tax break make money trickle down to the middle class and create jobs? They don't go out creating jobs unless they have to create jobs. And if you're Trump, you still to this day. Get a whole bunch of people from another country and pay them less than minimum wage. <clears throat> Mar-a-Lago just hired um, a whole bunch of people from overseas. Mm-hmm. But the, what is the – I don't – this article, like, does he try to make a case for, like, why it's, conservatives it's, can't understand? Yeah, basically. It, but it, it's an understanding so that if you're going to be making an argument against uh, someone who is really far right, maybe it'll give you an insight as to where they're coming from. Mm. Um, for another example that, that he gives is that healthcare. They believe, uh, you know, a real strong conservative believe that people should take care of themselves. Uh, as well, maybe they should, but some people don't or can't. And then the response is, well, why should I have to pay for them? And the answer is, it doesn't matter. You're going to pay for them one way or another. Right. True. People are going to need healthcare or you're going to be cleaning up bodies, cleaning up the crime, cleaning up parks, paying for prisons. There's always fallout when you don't take care of your fellow man. Well, and there's, there's a, they're even more simplistic than that. When somebody goes bankrupt because they, you know, spent, went into huge amounts of debt to pay for their health care, where do you think that money comes from? It doesn't just magically come out of the, the you know, bankruptcy pot. It, that's why you pay higher fees to your banks. All this comes out of your pocket, ultimately. So paying for all these things up front in a, you know, in a, in a fair, balanced way, it makes much more sense. But the, the, the problem is, I think part of what he's saying is the, 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 the real answer is complicated and hard to explain. Making drugs illegal should drop, stop drug use. 
That's easy to understand. That's easy to wrap your head around. You can put that on a bumper sticker. The fact that it doesn't work is complicated, and the real answers are long and complex and, you know, multifaceted. But people don't want to hear that, and you can't put it on a bumper sticker. Yeah, it always seems like there's, with conservatives, there's A, a a lack of empathy for something that's not right in front of your face, Mm -hmm. and B, a lack of forward long-term thinking. Depth of analysis, yeah. Right. It's always the first initial – of course, everybody's initial thought is, why do I have to pay for that asshole? Right. You know, and then you go, oh, you know, whether your empathy kicks in or your long-term thinking kicks in, you know, it's just so odd. Mm. Well, one of the points that he has about conservatism is that they a lot of people think that we choose to be what, – what, what we choose to be drives way more of who we are than, than what really happens, meaning that people are under the delusion that they're self-determined. So when they see a bum on the street, they believe that he just made the wrong choices mm. and he deserves to suffer. <laughs> I guess so, but that's so linear thinking. Like you, I mean, like you can't think that every case is the same. They do because they think of it in simplistic terms. Mm. And obviously, that person didn't try hard enough. Um, they didn't get the mental health care that they needed. Obviously, not thinking about that, the fact and, that it's not available. <laughs> and when there's one, you know, as little as one negative representation of a group, then mm. you know they get they get stuck on that. That you know, is definitely get, true. Yeah. That you know, even with that, with with that scenario, you know, they they they've heard about you know one one panhandler that wasn't really a homeless person; they were just out there mooching money, and that means all of them are right. You know, all of them are undercover rich people just not wanting to work. <laughs> and I saw that you to hand them money. Well, I saw that so much during the uh, when Black Lives Matter was really at its height mm. prior to the election. Like they would just dig up one video of one black guy going. I fucking hate white people. It's a total wash. (laughs) Yeah. Total wash. The the whole immigrant argument, one of the major arguments that Trump had was that immigrants are, you know, murderers and rapists. Statistically, no, no, they're not. They're way lower than (laughs) um, the rest of the population. But they came up with like five people who had been, you know, the family of people that had been murdered by, by immigrants, illegal immigrants, and they held them up and took them to press conferences. These are the example and these are the reason that all immigrants are bad. So they reinforced that argument constantly. Oh, I had that argument with, with a friend of mine who they, she said, well, I talked to somebody and they told me, you know, mm. a lot of crimes are, cro- are caused by uh, immigrants, people who have crossed the border and stuff like that, which, by the way, statistically is not true. Right. If you look it up. <laughs> and I, before I even knew this, I was saying, that makes no fucking sense, though. No. And she's like, I don't understand. I'm like, why would you go through all the trouble of trying to escape <laughs> your country to get United States to come here and run around rampant and cause people to look at you and get arrested and get sent back? It makes no sense to do that. But it's, it's not a- like we're any less lenient on crime. No. If anything, we're more. <laughs> right. But fact checking and and considering, you know, the nuances of the argument are is beyond a lot of people. Yeah. It's more difficult, and it doesn't fit on a bumper sticker. (laughs) Seriously, there's a lot of apathy. There's a lot of laziness. But to your point, man, I love anecdotal evidence. (laughs) (laughs) The one experience I had with that situation was this way. So that's the way it is. Wow, you got it right on the head. Good job, you. But again, with all that laziness and all that apathy, I don't understand how making things illegal doesn't, you know, work as a deterrent. Because it totally works for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it totally works for me. Sure. 
There is anything. But that's like, not entirely hey, true, Ian. What's that? You do things that are illegal. Right, but way less than I would if they were legal. Right, but you still do. <laughs> if them. I could go up to if if I, if I was like, oh, I'm so burnt out, I gotta go to work. If I could stop by the Turkey Hill and get some cocaine, <laughs> I would a hundred percent do cocaine a lot. But I never do cocaine because it is expensive and inaccessible. Well, that's you just said. You're the only reason you're doing it is because it's expensive and inaccessible, not right. illegal. If it, Right. Well, it's, again, it, if it were it, legal, if if it were legal, it would become more accessible and right. inexpensive. Yeah. Yes. But it's not yes, good exactly. for you. We know what's been, we know what's good for you. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. I mean, it, it, a little thought experiment for you, Ian. And this will this will work for you. Say, just one day, you had a little bit of weed on you, and you got pulled over, and they found it, and you got in trouble, and you had to do six months in jail for it. Right. When you got out. After the six months, and I'm sure your life would be turned upside down and whatever, and things would suck. Sure. But when things leveled out, you know, you're back to normal and like that. Would you smoke weed again? Nope. Really? <laughs> Never. There's no way that that grief that I had to endure would balance out with my desire to watch Saturday Night Live and eat <laughs> snacks. Like, like it's it's totally disproportional. Well, let's the consequences are, are entirely too severe. So if, well, let me give another question then. So would you ever take a driving vacation and have weed in the car? No. Not with your family, right? Right. Right. Because you're not going to take that risk. So the, the, right. the original question is, is kind I mean, kind of moot. But if somebody came in and, and, you know, invaded your house because they got a you know hot police tip that you had marijuana, well, they wouldn't care. But <laughs> <laughs> Right. This is all all theoretical, yes. but go on. Yeah. Well, so I mean, the circumstances of you getting arrested currently are really unlikely. So you've made a risk analysis. Yes, a risk reward yeah. analysis <laughs> is in place. Yes, and it needs to be when you make decisions. Yes. <laughs> but I guess a lot of that depends on your your willpower and how you feel. Because when I got arrested, they had told me when it got knocked down to a misdemeanor and all this shit like that, and I got to go down to like the county court. My lawyer was like, well, they might give you probation for a year. And I was like, I could totally do that. Hmm. Right. He's like, you sure? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, how hard could that fucking be? Like, <laughs> I don't I just can't drink or anything like that or whatever. And Check whatever dumb shit. I'm like, that's fine. I'm like, I could do that standing on my head. Hmm. Like, I like to drink. I don't need to drink. Now, I have a friend who recently just got a DUI and she is like, I, I, I don't know. how I can't handle this. She had to go get a shot. Apparently, they can give you a shot that reduces your urge to drink and smoke cigarettes. I, th um, I think it just makes you sick if you do. Well, she she said it's not the one that makes you sick. Oh, okay. She said it reduces your urge to do that. It was given to her by some religious organization, by the way. Oh, it was probably <laughs> vitamin D. Yeah, so I didn't <laughs> believe it, but I was like, I sat there and I go, you honestly cannot, and she's only on for three months. I go, you can't not drink for three fucking months? I go, I've but, done that without even thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 with you on all on your side, and I get it's just you're right. It it comes down to the individual. I have you know I was in well, I mean probably not you know essentially the same crime, but when I was on probation for a year, I didn't even notice that I was on probation for a year. I was like, who cares? <laughs> like, what what possible consequence could this have? And meanwhile, I know people that are like, oh, I just got a new job, and. uh you know, I know they're going to drug test me, but I don't know if I can make it two days without smoking weed. <laughs> and I'm like, what's wrong with you? Like, you, how do you have no willpower in your life? Mm. Like, I, and again, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with them when I 
reflect on it, but it's just so strange. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't think mine is exceedingly high, but I've never fortunately I don't feel I've ever had a problem with that. I've I've, you know, dabbled in all sorts of kinds of narcotics and other such things and I was like, Yeah, it was fun. All right, I'm done. <laughs> I know when my right. ex was in jail for heroin use. Oh jeez. <laughs> and was getting out. The only thing she could think about was smoking weed. <laughs> and I was like, you know you're going to be on probation. I'm like, and I go, and this is the thing you're looking forward to? <laughs> smoking weed. I'm like, oh, for Not fuck's sake. Not getting in the sunshine and, you know, enjoying the Or hanging breeze. out with me. I was hanging a little more jealous of me. I was a little jealous of that weed. I was like, you're looking at this weed more than me? All right. <laughs> that makes it this nice and clear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did we end up here? And where did we start? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure, but it was an interesting ride. All right. Uh, so, yeah, let's move on a little bit. There was a survey that was done. 2,000 Americans were polled. Uh-oh. And uh, they found that 18% of the Americans polled identified as spiritual but not religious. This is something you hear quite often if you ask people about their religious beliefs. So 18%, according to this, contrasted by 31% who identified as neither spiritual or religious. Wow. Hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I know it's a fairly, you know, it's a kind of small poll, 2,000 people, but right. that number seems high to me because... The For the peop- people who are neither spiritual nor religious? Yes, because... It's enormous. When I, when the people who are not religious that I talk to, most of them use the I'm spiritual but not religious. But putting it down on a piece of paper is different. Yes, however, these... Uh, generally, I'm, I am generalizing, but most of these people who answer this way have some sort of vague Christian belief that there is a God, maybe, but I don't know what to do about it. Or they have, they're into tarot cards, runes, <laughs> they're into, you know, astrological signs. They, they think mm. that they're into the whole, we're all connected somehow, I just have no clue what Dirty that Wiccans. is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Turns out they're all just humanists and they care about other people and they should just move along. <laughs> not put their uh, not put their belief in the spiritual bunk. Uh, but uh, another th- couple other numbers that I found interesting: forty percent uh, holding at least a four year college degree, seventeen percent having some form of postgraduate education. So it really skews to the people who have a higher education are non religious. Hmm, weird. So yeah. if you uh, if you've been exposed to college and and more liberal ideas, you are far less likely to be religious. Well, I think it goes unless you go to Notre Dame, but well, yeah. that's really really an outlier. <laughs> I think it goes back to one of our previous conversations. It's being around more complex ideas and more nuanced conversation and more nuanced argument. I mean, religion is is simple to digest and simple to follow. You're, you know, given this list of rules and told not to ask a lot of questions, and you just move along with it. It's it's the bumper sticker of political arguments. It's the same kind you of thing. You also learn it at a young age. Yeah, it's fed to you early, and it just becomes part of your mantra, basically. Whereas if you think about it and consider and, you know, do a little bit of reasoning about it, then or, or become educated and, and look at other people's point of views and d- discover other religions and their arguments. That critical thinking path leads most people to, huh, Easter Bunny, Santa, God. Hmm. <laughs> they kind of all fall under the same category. You drop them off as you progress in life. 
Some people just stop progressing earlier, I guess. <laughs> or ever. It's interesting, but we, know, we all know people that did not progress much past, you know, ninth grade education. They managed to squeak through high school, but doing more than that. And because of the religion being indoctrinated into them so early, mm. a lot of times they, they go back to that. They think of them themselves as, oh, well, I sinned early on, and now I'm going back to being a good person. I right. eat. I have to be Christian. Right. Is everybody following, still watching the Remini show? No. No. Nope. Uh, the last one was interesting about that because it's going to ties into something we were talking about earlier. So in Scientology, everything that happens to you, if you get cancer, if you're in a car accident, everything is ultimately your fault. And they're talking to all these people that left Scientology, some of them years and years and years ago. And the one, you know, she said she woke up in the hospital, lying in a hospital bed, and she'd been in a coma for a week, you know, horrible infection, I think it was. And um, the first thing that came to her mind with was, what did I do that caused this? It still stuck with her years and years and years later. And that is kind of, you know, one of the most harmful things I think that uh, Scientology does. Religion and specifically Scientology specifically, brings to the table. Yeah. I yeah, because a, I think they went through like four or five different people who were like, yeah, mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Like something will happen and I will immediately think, what did I do that caused this? There's like a version of existentialism that uh, thinks like that, like Sartre talked about. I remember hearing about that in one of my classes at Penn State hmm. that made no sense. We're like, yeah, if you get into a car accident, it's your fault. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> He's a secret Scientologist. Well, I think the Christian religions have a similar thing is what did I do to deserve this? Why is God angry at me? Kind of Look at Bill thing. O'Reilly. Yeah, you know, he's mad at God. Yeah, he's mad, <laughs> he's at, mad God. at God. <laughs> it's all God's fault. But uh, now, is is this show? Now, I, I guess it, it just—it's very much just broadly about Scientology. Nothing too terribly specific. Like, is it current enough that that she would get into how much Danny Masterson likes raping women and getting away with it because he's a Scientologist? <laughs> haven't they talked about him. Haven't yet. covered that yet. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I didn't know if that was something she would. She would, you know, talk about someone specifically on her show, or if she's just like Scientology is bad. Oh, she, well, she's talking about the leadership in Scientology, definitely and specifically, and how, and the abuses that um, they perpetrate, uh, you know, against the flock. Right. For the most part, not attacking any Scientologists, not pulling out specific, unless you're a high up person and sure. you somehow are making decisions for the church. Right. Okay. I don't know if that's going to be limited there, but. Um, so no, far, that's, that's probably the for case. the best. That's just that that whole story is something that, you know, bothers me about Scientology, about, you know, the fact that it's happening and the fact that these that all these people are getting called out. And, you know, even the mildest accusation will take someone down now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's being reported as 100 percent fact. And like the police department investigating this are like, he absolutely did it. We have handwritten notes from him to the victims saying that he and his Scientologist goons are going to beat them up for testifying. Like, this case is so open and shut, but the Scientology, the church, the church has just stonewalled them to the point where it's made no progress in the last four years. And it just, wow. it just fucking kills me. Mm. It seems like every church does that. They always protect their rally. own. Yeah, mm-hmm. look at Roy Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jared, Joseph was an adult carpenter. <laughs> oh, I keep forgetting that, too. <laughs> Roy Moore was just trying to make five Jesuses. <laughs> trying to make Jesus every day of his life is D.A. <laughs> Ow, man. All right. I'm going to uh, – uh, this is my Trump 
Judicial Nominee of the Week. Oh, God. Oh, Another man. one. Brett J. Tolly? Tally? I don't know. Nominated to the Federal District Court in Montgomery, Alabama, so you know this is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not as good as I had hoped. Uh, this this guy's big thing is, one, he has zero judicial experience. The the, the American I, Bar Association has dumbed him as unqualified. <laughs> and not just judicial, but he's never tried a case. He's never... So he's not a lawyer either. I think he's a lawyer. He's just never tried uh. a case. <laughs> So he technically has passed the bar. Yeah. <laughs> and in his hobby, in college and after college, he was part of the Tuscaloosa Paranormal Research Group. Oh, so Lord. he was well, a ghost hunter. Mm. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a good pastime. I really can't give him a whole bunch of crap for this. I mean... Yeah, I love ghost hunting. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> Does he believe it? Well, maybe. Uh, one of his partners said that uh, 85 to 90 percent of the time they don't discover any kind of paranormal activity. <laughs> I would go so far as to saying that 10 to 15 percent of the time you're just making it up and scared, scaring oh, sure. yourself. Scaring each other because everybody's, you know, getting all hyped up and right. they're getting all hysterical. Yeah, for sure. That is that is, in fact, the case. I don't know that that makes it any more or less fun. But, uh, yeah, that one I won't hold against him. But, uh <laughs> but when your political ad is is Brett Talley, unqualified. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go Brett Talley, ghost hunter. <laughs> no, no, because I would vote for that guy no matter what party. <laughs> See that? That's why I didn't do that. He's like his little blurbs are like the bar association says woefully unqualified. <laughs> the fraternal order police says who is this guy? <laughs> Backed by no organizations. Well, he, he's, Jeff Tully. He also writes um, horror books. Um, and he says one of his he, – he cites H.P. Lovecraft as an influence on himself. Sure. So he's – He's a great writer. Love, if you – Sure. But he – this dude writes Lovecraftian fiction, he says. That's some messed up shit. <laughs> yeah. That's some dark stuff. Yeah. Oh, and oh, – I don't think that – I don't think that precludes you from being a judge. I mean, I think that's that's perfectly okay. Uh, it just feeds into the whole. Yeah, know. this guy has surprisingly cool hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's also the case of his wife too. I mean, there's a, what? his wife. You, you know, guess where his wife works? Oh, is this the one with the White House lawyer? Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> that's why he's qualified. Yes. His wife works in the White House. Yep. Damn it. <laughs> Thought we'd have a cool guy. <laughs> nope. I like the tagline at the top. <laughs> I see dead people. <laughs> Woefully unqualified horror fiction writing um, husband of White House lawyer. Yeah. Right. Of course he's going to be a judge. Yep. That's <laughs> that's what it takes. So uh, the Johnson Amendment, we've talked about this several times. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the amendment that... Basically tries to prohibit nonprofit organizations, including religious organization, organizations, from participating in political anything, elections specifically. Right. They are now trying, with the new tax bill, trying to gut the Johnson administration even more. Amendments. I'm sorry. The Johnson Amendment <laughs> even more. So according to the uh, the people who have read the tax bill, because – 
I'm not doing that. (laughs) (laughs) It included language that would ensure churches would not be deemed to have engaged in political activity because of the content of any homily, sermon, teaching, dialectic, or other presentation made during religious services or gatherings. Hmm. So it basically would completely allow churches to do whatever they wanted as far as it comes to endorsing political candidates. Why is as long as they as long as they pepper in a, a quick churchy thing. Yeah. <laughs> like you can have like a full on Trump rally at a church as long as you sing a hymn, you're you're in the clear. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And the uh the, this article oh, makes a very interesting point. People are going to cause normally when you give to a campaign, it's not tax deductible. No. But if you're giving to a church, it is. Oh. So this tax bill could actually cost taxpayers more than $1 billion because they're not going to be, they're going to be, people are going to be donating to churches, which are then going to be acting as super PACs, and they are going to be able to deduct their donations to the churches from their income tax. Wow, this is a religious accelerant. Holy crap. Yes. Whew. Amazing amounts of money. Saving uh, saving a little extra money could cost the U.S. Treasury $2.1 billion over 10 years. Uh, and it, it goes, yeah, it goes into it quite a bit. I'm not going to go into all the numbers. It would take too long. But it's, it's a, just another aspect of why the Johnson Amendment and getting rid of it would be really bad for the country. Sure. But really good for religious organizations and for religion in general. Because all of a sudden, all of those political functions... Turn them into religious functions. That's easy. All you got to do is have a couple prayers, off you go. Yeah, and you have that at the mega churches. Right. You can get a ton of people in. Ugh, that's terrifying. And it's all tax free. Fortunately, the Church of wait, uh, wait, which one is it? Church of Satan? Mm, no, uh, the Satanic, no. satanic <laughs> Temple. The satanic, satanic Temple. temple. <laughs> right. Yes. I can't remember which is the good one. All of a sudden, the Satanic Temple doesn't look so bad. Hmm. Oh, they had a great bit on Jim Jeffrey's show with them. And again, profane argument, breaking all the news first <laughs> on the Johnson Amendment, on Roy Moore, before anybody was talking about it. They you had heard a it bit here first. <laughs> yeah, but they had a bit on there. I was like, I already knew that about these people. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah, about after school programs and it's oh, just right. nice. Yeah, I didn't really like the way he cut off the uh, the woman who was speaking, but he was I mean, he he, he does do a comedy show, so yeah. I can't give right. him too much crap. It was funny. <laughs> He did have a point. He's like, there's no way you'll change the name. <laughs> like, everything about it sounded great except for the name. Right. The, the minute you invoke the name Satan, you lose everyone. You're not convincing anyone. Mm, it's a valid point. But it immediately makes it so that um, nobody can argue against you that you're not a Christianish religion. It's got Satan. Right, what? <laughs> completely based on the Christian mythos. Right. Uh, so the person that I really wanted to, to talk about a little bit, Kathleen Hartnett White. Do you remember her? She spoke at the inauguration. She gave the prayer at the inauguration. Mm-hmm. Uh, she oh, got she's one of those the... the prosperity woman, right? Yes. Oh, yes, prosperity gospel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She has been, I was not aware of this, but she has been highly involved with Donald Trump. She has been to the White House. They estimate, because they're not releasing the logs of who goes to the White House, <laughs> like every other president has, mm. But they estimate that she has been to the White House an average of once a week. Wow. So she is constantly there. Apparently, in 2012, according to according to this article, uh, Trump went to her and asked her 
to uh, determine whether or not he should run for presidency then, and she supposedly told him that it wasn't the time, but then encouraged him to run in 2016. (laughs) So it's possible we have her to blame. And she is as in the news again because she came out. She's being, what is she being appointed to? She's being appointed to something. But her response to climate change, the always, I'm not a scientist, but in my personal capacity, I've had many questions that remain unanswered. So she's the nominee to lead the White House Council on Environmental Quality. Naturally. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, I was going to say to her statement slash question did you ask them? Yeah. <laughs> like, if you have questions that are unanswered, try asking them. I feel like there are people qualified to help you through that. <laughs> well, I always, I always find it, it always fascinates me that, well, I'm not a scientist, but I, you know, and I have questions, but it, it, it never occurs to them to go ask the scientists. Oh, but when they do ask the scientists, scientist gives them an answer that's not, doesn't play to what they're, what they want to hear. So, oh. So it's all the the scientists are obviously biased because they get grant money based <laughs> on them saying that climate change is real. So the more they ch- say it's real, the more money they get. That's why they're saying it because they're all founded on uh, just getting money. Like I don't know, she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is not the same woman who did the thing at the inauguration. Oh, it isn't. No. Hmm. Where did I see there was? Oh, okay. Who did the? I'm looking that up, but it's. I can tell you right now, they do not look the same. Okay. <laughs> okay. I thought it was white. I thought it was. But uh, in any case, you were talking about why doesn't she ask the scientists? Uh, if you look at the next article in The Guardian, the Republican majority in Congress is, uh, has completely sacked the climate change study. There are apparently, what was it, four satellites that part of their job is to watch the ice on the, you know, on the the poles, right. the poles. and uh, one of them has become op- uh, inoperable, and well, it, it's it's aged, it's well beyond its life expectancy, mm. and uh, yeah, so are all the others, and they have completely defunded the ability to put any more up, and are specifically taking all the money away from all the scientists who are doing the studies. So why doesn't she ask a scientist? Well, soon there's not going to be a scientist to ask because <laughs> we're not going to have anyone down there collecting data. Not in the federal government, no. Fortunately, there are still people doing research, but they're going to be underfunded and scattered. I mean, And the- again, those people you can't trust because they're <laughs> getting their funding because they are saying that climate change is real, mm-hmm. according to the re- Republican argument. Yeah, the, 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 the end game still... I mean, is it really – are you really banking on the end times are coming? Because that's the only argument that makes any sense, which doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> By the way, the pastor who was at Trump's inauguration was Paula White. Ah. Oh, okay. Well, at least I got the name right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm wow. trying to see. She uh, she lives somewhere in the south. She was the head of the Texas Council on Environmental Equality, so I have to think that she lives in Texas. Hmm. And she's, uh, according to this article, she has been traveling to the White House once a week, uh, on average, to talk to uh, to talk and advise Trump without having a position, without having to report to Congress or mm-hmm. you know anything like that. She's just one of the minority of people who get to direct the president without any oversight or facts <laughs> or facts. Yeah. Oh, you see she wrote an article for The Federalist titled, Signing the Paris Agreement is the Worst Way to Celebrate Earth Day. 
And what was her Man. quote? She had a quote about uh, something about Paris, um, saying that it was a one of the worst things that that could have happened. Mm. Fucking Syria just joined it. Yeah. yeah. We're the only country. Well, and we're not actually – we're still in it. We're still in it for four years. True. He can't actually take us out of it. We are sending a lot fewer people to all of their, you know, shindigs, but – Which is unfortunate because we yeah. have the vast majority of the scientific community. Right. But the thing – but we won't. That Other people will pick up the slack. Other people will, you know <laughs> – Good. Thank goodness. Yeah, thank we're going to be left behind, though. Well, yeah, we United States is going to be left behind. That's the, the real downside to all this. Yeah, the rest. Oh, sure. There's tons of downside. Yeah. I'm just saying. Thank goodness it's not going to fall into an abyss. No. And I guess this woman <laughs> does she also like so many other people? Like when we discuss with like similar phrases like persecution and things like that. Does she not know what the worst means? <laughs> How could it possibly be the worst? There's no conceivable way that you can say the worst and believe that. You know, I once heard a candidate say that Obamacare was worse than slavery. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was a black man. <laughs> Simple sound bites. You can put it on a bumper sticker. <laughs> oh, so hurtful. How am I not running for office? I, that I would be smart enough to never utter that phrase. <laughs> like, oh, God. There are going to be so many weeds that we have to pull. Yeah. Yeah. When he either leaves or gets arrested or whatever the hell happens to Trump, there's just going to be so much shit to deal with because of him. Yeah. And it's just funny with this with this environment thing. It's like everybody in the world mm. is kind of on board with this, but us because of money. Like it's not it you know this bitch believes climate change. She knows it's real. She knows we're doing it, but she's just saying that because money. Or religion, one of the two. Well, even – I mean, I, I again, I don't understand the religious angle on this, on the climate change thing. Like, Oh, no, th th that's easy. The, the earth is here for us to consume. Okay, but is it also here for us to fuck up? Yeah, it well, is here. Else, God's okay with us fucking up the earth. Yes. Why else would God have put the oil there uh, if not for us to extract it and use it? Right. And God will fix it later anyway. And besides, those, all those fancy scientists will invent a scrubber to take to fix all this later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, okay, so so these religious people are just lazy? Is that what it is? Yeah. And selfish and greedy, Well, yes. I mean, no, because I'm talking about the, the moron who is not making any money off of this, who's just like, yeah, it's God's will and whatever, and God gave us a planet. And and their reasoning is, is like, God will take care of this. I don't need to dirty my hands with this shit. Is that what they're saying? Because they're not getting any money out of it. Well, yes, I think so. I, I think that we can safely lump them in with the uh, – because when you have that mentality, you uh, end up, what, like three shows ago with a jaundiced dead kid mm -hmm. because God don't make mistakes? Mm -hmm. Christian dominionism doesn't just apply to dominion over all other religions. It's also over the entirety of the earth. So, Yeah. It is, it, but is there? But is there anywhere in the Bible where the gods like go ahead and just fuck everything up? I'll straighten it out later. I'll bring you a I flood. Think it, I, th yeah. I think it would uh, <laughs> fall under the uh, God granting humans dominion over the earth. Mm. I think that would be the argument. Which is which is fine. We have taken over the planet. Yeah. <laughs> that we have. There's no doubt about that. We got that one covered. <laughs> it, he. I mean, you would think I would say. 
and don't fuck things up in there. Yeah. You know, keep it nice <laughs> while you're there. I gave it to you. <laughs> yeah. But these people – so essentially the people who are – like, listen, I get the oil people and the people in politics who are getting paid by – you know, donations and shit like that, why they say this shit. I know they don't believe it. But the actual person who actually believes God's like, to run fucking shit all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just lazy because they're just like, well, I don't want to do anything that's going to disturb my life because God will fix this later. Yep. You know? Right. Pull yourself I, I up agree. by your bootstraps. God will take care of it. <laughs> well, not bootstraps, but yeah, go nuts. Go nuts. Because It's like, isn't that the first... uh the first step of AA is I have no control over any of my actions. Yes. God's God's in charge of everything. Just just do your thing. Yep. He'll take care of it. So why not go murder people if you want to? I mean, God obviously wanted you to do that. Oh, that's why you have the commandments. God said, no, yeah. don't do that. There are a couple. There's only yep. ten rules. <laughs> oh, but you know what's not in the commandments? Torture and child molestation. So you can do those things, right? Right. The priests do those things. Oh, yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Mario was just following the Ten Commandments. Right. That Man's law is not the same as God's law. God's law was written on tablets. We know what they are. Those you have to follow. Right. Man's law, right. you can get around them. But again, if you have no control, <laughs> like, and your urge is to kill your neighbor, you should go do it. Well, you, just, you can just go ask forgiveness later. It's not a big deal. Well, it's, it was out of your hands anyway, Karen. Right. It was God's will. Well, you're right. It's not going to keep you out of heaven, but... Hmm. Karen's right. They do have those rules. They are they are literally carved in stone <laughs> in their imaginations. Uh, so the last thing I wanted to hit is really along the same, the very same topic. Uh, the EPA, Scott Pruitt, has signed uh. sweeping changes. Oh. So effective immediately, anyone who, any scientist that receives funding from the EPA can no longer serve in the three major advisory groups to the EPA, meaning the people that know the most, who have been studying the most about the environment, can't give advice to the Environmental Protection Agency on what uh, what changes need to be made. What? And in doing so, he said that uh, he quoted the Bible and said that Joshua says to the people of Israel, choose this day for whom you are going to serve. It's the Joshua principle that uh, you're going to have to choose either service on the committee to provide counsel to us as an independent fashion or choose the EPA grant so that you can continue your scientific studies. But you can't do both. That's the fair and great thing to do. Wait, what? So, so, so you can either you can either learn the right answers or answer the questions. You can share your ignorance with us. Mm. So the, right. the oh. committee so makes all the, the decisions and the scientists can't be on the committee. Well, you can be a scientist on the committee, but then you can't do research correct so what this means is the scientists who are good at doing the studying can't be on the uh the agency's advisory groups which means that the advisory groups are going to be made up of lobbyists Mm. and people who work for companies industry yeah like oil companies like scott pruitt used to yes Mm. and his justification is well i think i have justification from joshua in the oh Bible. All right, so back, Is there no- <laughs> back to ahead. the, we're going to have a whole bunch of weeds to pull. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to pull them for another three and a half years, because wow. even, even when Trump is out, even if Pence goes, you'll, you'll get Paul Ryan. It'll be a Republican in there with the same general ideas. Bullshit. Bullshit yeah. So, oh, it's so many weeds. <laughs> There's no oversight over this? Like We are the is- oversight, and we didn't vote 
collectively correctly. I'm just saying, like, everything that Scott Pruitt does, there's not, like, a committee that's like, what the fuck are you doing? No, like, he's in charge. And and that's – and every – no one okays his decisions? No. Trump. Yeah, Trump. Oh, Trump's cool. his boss. Oh, for fuck's sake. I got to get out of this goddamn country. The only thing – It's going to be only, the only thing that, a rough three years, dude. Yeah, it really is. The only thing that people can do, the people that disagree with him, the only thing they can do is shout at him and quit. Or the states. We we have to look at the states, rights. right? Yeah. 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 Like the states that are like going to follow the Paris Accord and the states are like, no, we're, we're going to do our own thing. Let's go back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like California. Yeah. I, I as soon as they get rid of Dianne Feinstein. John <laughs> <laughs> with Feinstein. She, she might as well be a Republican. <laughs> She's moderate. She's very, mm. very moderate. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, Trump has made her seem far left. Because he yeah. is so far the other way. Gosh, he is just such a new... Maybe not. Maybe I should just do a little more historical research before I claim that he is a like a new tier of villainy that's going <laughs> on right now. At least at least in my lifetime, he is. He is in, in our lifetimes, yeah. We, you have to go back quite a way to find a villain quite this bad. And it's not just him. No. Like, within the, no, within I mean, the, his whole... the last week with the, the Donald Trump Jr. thing, where <laughs> he has definitely... That, you know, the news that came out that he has definitely conspired with the Russians. Uh, the just what was it today or yesterday? Sessions talking to the, the House and completely yeah. lying his ass off. And the one the one congressman saying, so you either lied then or you lied now. And him going, well, not really. <laughs> that, that's your <laughs> argument. How right? How dare they ask him to remember something that happened a year ago? Right. <laughs> that's your argument. Well, yeah, and then he didn't recall a conversation. He didn't recall something happening. And then when they you know, they talked about the, the conversation, no, he says, well, well, I remember that conversation, and I told him to do this. So he, yeah, he, I remember it now once I saw it in the news. He said, I do not recall um, 37 times today. I don't know if that was the latest count or the last count. Oh, yeah, there was – I saw a whole thing, too, where they were I asking him recall. about pardoning, <laughs> and he was like, I can't comment on that. I can't comment on that. Mm. But and he's never, like, can the president pardon this person? Can he pardon that person? He's like, I, I don't know. <laughs> but never invoked uh, executive privilege. So how is he not answering this? And this was even brought up during the session by one of the Democratic congressmen. Yep. Like, why is he able to just say he's not going to answer the question? If that's not a thing, you can't just do that. If he's going to invoke executive privilege, do that. But you're not. You're just refusing to answer the question. And, he, and the chairman didn't call him on it. He just refused because to I can't answer. believe nobody was like – you're the fucking district attorney. You can't remember something that happened a year ago. Yeah. You know. Oh, it was brought up by some of the Repu- by the Democrats. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, those things are such a joke, though. Yeah. Watching them, it's like hard, hard questions. I've, I I pre planned this little thing. I'm going to get you with my little gotcha thing that you can't answer this without looking like a dick. <laughs> and then it's snow or easy softball fucking question about something completely unrelated. Yep. <laughs> so who's next? Who's next on the uh, the Mueller list? Is it Donald? Oh, it's going it, to be Kushner or Donald Trump Jr. Or I, see, I'm thinking it's probably going to be Flynn next because they mm-hmm. have not. Oh uh, yeah, well I always figured Flynn was a given. <laughs> True, but he has it hasn't happened yet. So that we know of, there's there's sealed. Uh, isn't there like 17 sealed indictments or something like that? We don't know about. Oh really? <laughs> probably. Wow. Yeah, something's odd like that. But what? I mean, we got and this will go off for a long time, so we don't need to talk about it too much. But with Donald uh, Jr. getting his direct messages from WikiLeaks, yeah. yeah. And WikiLeaks saying, like, hey, if you don't win, your father should dispute everything and not concede. <laughs> it's like it's like WikiLeaks wants to just completely fuck up everything. 
Well, yeah, they're, they are, turns out, an agent of the Russians. Well, that's not proven yet. It's not proven, but it's <laughs> highly likely. <laughs> it's highly likely, yes. But. Well, and what, Pompeo even said that WikiLeaks was a foreign organization, not a... Or an arm of the Russian intelligence, yeah. right? right. He's a Trump appointee. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Granted, he said that previously. I don't think he would say that today. Uh, in any case... Anything else uh, people want to talk about? You have anything else? I have one quick thing I wanted to ask sure. you guys. Mm. It was just brought up to me that I should maybe go get acupuncture. Where do you guys stand on that? And I and I only asked this because I didn't really put too much research into it. And I went in to go make my appointment. And they started rambling off a lot of shit to me. And I was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? So, you know, like, we're going to ask you this and we're going to do this and we're going to and it's not going to work right away. Mm. And then they're like, and then we have these herbs you should take. And I'm like, I'm not taking any fucking herbs. Mm. Right. <laughs> Actually, the herbs are probably the most legit portion. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. So God the idea it. of acupuncture, the way that I understand it, it is all based on energy flow within the body, and then the the puncture of the skin in into the the where they place the needles changes the flow of that energy, so it improves whatever the hell they're trying to do to you. Are you kidding me? I thought it had to do with like nerves and shit. Well, that's the explanation they use. Is there some I mean, acupuncture is one of those weird middle of the road ones that I don't know. I mean, because supposedly, if you if you you know, there's a, a pressure point in the webbing in between your finger, your first thing, finger and your thumb. That if you massage that when you have a headache, your headache will go away. I've tried it. I've heard that. Yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> I've tried it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't know. Is it one of those things that, be- that works better if you believe it's going to work? Meh. So that's the that's the thing. According to all the things that I've seen about acupuncture, it does not work any better than your standard placebo. Mm. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I was going to say, is, is this something that's going to be free or fully covered by your insurance? Hell no. Do not do it. Do not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree with that assessment. Now, if it's a – but you can kind of put it under one of those um, meditative things. If you can go there and and have a meditative ex- experience, that can be valuable. Anytime you can get into a state of complete relaxation, that's good for you. And you can focus and all that stuff. If you can Well, use... they keep telling me I need to do that, but I have hard trouble with that. But yeah. again, I, I had – visions of uh, or recollections of when I went to the chiropractor. Mm. The same bullshit. Well, you got to come in two, three times a week. No. And you got to do – and, you know, I was like, oh, what? Yeah. Uh, so I was automatically skeptical as soon as I walked out. Now, if, if you can – whatever you can use to get into that state of relaxation, yoga, exercise, you know, needles, whatever. Um, I'm just going to go get a massage. A massage. It's, 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 totally. Yeah. <laughs> That's my plan. Yeah, I would. Ten thirty tomorrow morning. I would. Uh, I would rank a massage, a, a professional massage, over that any day of the week. Now, and don't just go to the, the weird place in the mall. Go to an actual massage therapist. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I go to the weird Chinese girl in the place that will open till eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> no, go to an actual massage therapist. <laughs> all right, it's all right. a much better experience. <laughs> all right, I just wanted to get you guys' thoughts on that because I was automatically skeptical as soon as I went in there. Yeah, you should have been. See how I went to a place thinking something, mm-hmm. got the information, thought mm-hmm. about it. Came up with a conclusion. <laughs> double check with some empirical evidence from other right, people. Right, yeah. Double check with other scientists. <laughs> Not that hard, people. <laughs> all right. Is that all we have for this week? I think so. I have stuff, but it is neither brief nor appropriate for this show. <laughs> all right. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, well, if that's the case, then uh, I'd like to uh, tell everyone if they'd like to contact us. You can do so by leaving a message on the, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or on Twitter at profanearg, or send an email, godless at profaneargument.com. If uh, you like the podcast, you can support it by sharing it on social media, leaving reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, or wherever hap- you happen to listen. And uh, also, take a listen to uh, some other podcasts on the soon-to-be-named network, soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. A whole bunch of kind of like-minded shows, pop culture stuff, anything that uh, you, you're looking for. I want to thank everyone for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you, good night, and may your God be with you.